A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. That's right. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, you know the drill by now. You can listen on podcast and via Rumble, where you can watch the show at 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern. Eastern Time. We can also be heard on Mojo 50 Radio at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're into listening to the network and uh, you still want to listen to us there, you can do so. But the podcast is available. The video is available for you to consume the show earlier in the day. Because frankly, Pat, we know that, well, if we're not going to be 100% live, right? If we're not going to be completely live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, um, what what's the point of making you wait longer for the show than you have to right fair enough now pat what did you do on dia de las muertes also what did day I do yesterday? yesterday yeah yep also, um, day, day of the Dead. Was that yesterday? Yeah, I I actually didn't realize that was yesterday. Oh, but yes, um, yeah, uh, I I uh, did my civic duty and I I went and I voted. Mm. So you had an election. I did. We did not. <laughs> Lucky you. I mean, mm-hmm. ours was just a local municipal election, just mayor, city council. And then they proposed park tax, a park arts, um, recreation and culture tax. Of which you promptly voted no. Yeah, it was like 10 cents for every $10 spent. Was so gonna be taxed. one cent for every dollar. Something like that. I can't remember ex- the exact breakdown now, but I voted hell no for it. Unfortunately, however, looking at the results this morning, it passed. Um, and and 
even Hashtag more concerning, taxation is theft. Right. Even more concerning. Um, <clears throat> this isn't necessarily to the specific to the city that which I live in, but it is specific to the county in which I live in. Only 24% voted. So, folks, the message there is, guess what? If you were to show up to the polls, mm -hmm. you make a hell of a lot of difference in your community. Yep. You staying home in a municipal-only election does nothing to help your community, let alone your individual freedom. In fact, now you get more taxation in Utah County. Mm, well, this is specific to that. That bill was specific to Lehigh, not necessarily ah. to the county. But um, so would but you yeah. say Lehigh had a Lee Lolo moment? A little bit, yeah. I mean, if the whole county is only voting 24%, I mean, looking at some of the votes, um, I mean, the mayor won re election and, only, and he only got a couple thousand votes, which tells me most mm. people stayed home. Yeah, and, and you know how I know there's nothing on the ballot here? Because my building is a polling place. Literally, wow. I have no excuse to not vote right now. None. I mean, it's convenient. It is super convenient. Now, the inconvenience of voting during the 2020 election was, um, remember how we were supposed to record that show? Nice and early, Pat? Uh... Sure. And remember how I had to keep texting you? Oh, yeah. Uh, now it's coming back to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you weren't sure if you were going to make it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I, I stood in line for almost two hours before I was finally mm -hmm. able to cast a ballot because uh, apparently here in the uh, city, I was like, half if a, not a quarter of the polling booths available <clears throat> to elect people mm -hmm. to be able to do that it was awful and by polling places i don't mean like I'm, i mean the individual stations inside your polling precinct there are about a quarter available yeah we vote by mail here you can go vote in person they they, they do have that option available Wait, 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 wait. You lazy sons of have mail-in voting and only 24% of you could be bothered to stick it in the mail? Yeah. Some might say you could stick it somewhere else. Well, see, and here's the other convenient part. So let's say let's say that you waited until election day to vote, right? Even though right. you get that mail-in ballot. You could go and actually vote at a polling place. They had, they had plenty of polling places. And and if you didn't want to go and vote in person, what you could have done is actually fill out your ballot that you got in the mail, mm -hmm. and they had different Dropbox locations around the area where you could go and drop it off in a Dropbox. No excuse not to participate. None. Exactly. None. Like I said, you, you non-voters can go and stick it somewhere else. I'm a little annoyed this morning that the park tax passed. Just, yeah. just saying. Just a little bit. Hashtag a little bit, taxation yeah. is theft. Exactly. But you know who was not perturbed this morning? Glenn Youngkin? 
Yeah, and the entire Virginia GOP delegation. <laughs> Holy smokes, Pat. Now, also not perturbed this morning, Jack Chitterelli, uh, excuse my language, Jack Chitterelli, <laughs> Chitterelli. Okay. Um, please explain. The Republican nominee for governor in the state of New Jersey. Why? Did he win or are they still counting? They're still counting and he's still leading. Uh-oh. Last and that was I saw, supposed he to be a runaway for the Democrats. Five one hundredths of a percent, though. Wow. That was supposed to be a runaway for the Democrats, by the way. Um. So while everybody was focusing on all the gaffe machine moments of Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, right? Uh-huh. Phil Murphy in New Jersey basically said the same thing. Basically, he said, get used to taxes. Taxes are great. Taxes are wonderful. Love your taxes. To a population, by the way, Mm -hmm. Pat, um, that is the highest property taxed population in the entire country. My mom is from Jersey. I've been to Jersey many times. There is no way in hell I would ever live in Jersey. Some might call it the armpit of America. Mm, I, mm, no, no, I wouldn't call it the armpit of America. I, there's, there's another state that I would call the armpit of America before I call New Jersey that. Michigan. Um, well, yeah, but we don't say that. We don't say that here. Uh-huh. Remember? Okay, We've talked how about, about Michigan this state? Okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> We got to talk about that poll, too, uh, <laughs> a little bit later. That's oh, smokes. Now, <clears throat> having said all of that, um, what did Glenn Youngkin run on if you paid attention to this race at all? Um, well, wasn't he running to basically crush critical race theory right he was running on education the economy because it is going in the tank in virginia and a few other things but he ran a a campaign of culture war but he also ran away from donald trump and guess where he ended up really helping himself in winning this election pat The suburbs. Ah, yeah. Who hated Donald Trump. Now, Mm -hmm. Trump did try to get himself and insert himself into this election later on. But Glenn Youngkin didn't show up to that virtual um, thing that that Trump did. He wanted nothing to do with Donald Trump. He didn't show up next to him. He didn't seek out his endorsement. Didn't do anything. Now, I'm going to do something real quick here, Pat. Um, we're, we're going to go back into the Wayback Machine and oldie but goodie for the show. Okay. That's right. We're going to 
by the numbers, which, by the way, I still haven't switched over to the logo change. That's how old school this show is and this segment is. <clears throat> now, a lot of talk was about Loudoun County, right? And right. all of the stuff that was going on with the school board and critical race theory and covering up not one but two sexual assaults on campus. And we're going to get to more on that story in our WTF segment because it is a WTF Wednesday here on the show. But Pat. Loudoun County was won by Joe Biden just about, I don't know, 11 months ago, 12 months ago, right? Yeah. By 25 points. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Um, how much did Terry McAuliffe win Loudoun County by today or yesterday? Uh, I haven't seen the breakdown of those numbers, so I don't know. 11 points. Ooh. A 14-point swing in one of the more up-and-coming counties in the state. Ooh. Now... I mean, if I'm going down here and I'm showing every every single row, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, they break the cities out into their own like category in Virginia, right? Right. Okay. The Democrats increased their percentage of vote from 2020 to this election in just 50 of 133. Okay. Glenn Youngkin increased his percentage of the vote from 2020 to to this year uh-huh. in 62% of the counties in that state. 82. Okay, 82. There was one county that was even. 82. That's not just doing it in the suburbs, Pat. For instance, Chesterfield County, which is right outside of um, of Richmond, okay, uh-huh. it is it's about four and a half percent of the statewide vote, okay. In the twenty twenty election, it went Republican by just three and a half percent, so a very close margin, right? Right. A couple hundred votes here or there, and, and you see the difference. In <clears throat> with 95% of the expected vote in, 
it is Republican plus 9.7%, an increase of 6.2% of the vote. You want to know how Glenn Youngkin won this election? Wasn't just by eating away and chipping away at leads in places like Loudoun County, right? It was, I don't know, also increasing, for instance, Stafford County, Republican plus seven. This time, Republican plus 11.2. Or Spotsylvania, Republican plus 17.2 to Republican 21.7. I could also point out um, Rockingham County. Now, this was Republican plus 51 in the 2020 election. He increased it to Republican plus 56.5, a full 4%, or excuse me, a full 5% increase in his margin of victory in that county. Also, Danville City, the city of Danville, was Democrat plus 12.1. This election, Democrat plus 7.1, a five point pickup. You go to Manassas City. A 4.7% pickup. We can go to Mecklenburg County. A 4.8% pickup. An increase in the vote in a heavily Republican county. Now, there are some counties in which, you know, things flipped the other direction. But not enough. When you are... Increasing the percentage in, in counties in which you already hold, held a massive majority. For instance, uh, Appomattox County, Republican plus 57.3% to Republican plus 61.7%. As I'm looking at these numbers, what I am seeing here, Pat, is not just an increase in winning these suburbs and doing something different than Donald Trump did. I'm seeing the same people who likely would have voted Donald Trump coming out much stronger for Glenn Youngkin. And what does this tell me? How do I extrapolate? How do I interpret this data point? Right? How do I do it? What What do you think that data point tells me? Um, one that I think if, if you associate yourself too closely with Donald Trump, you're hurting yourself. I, I think a lot of these people don't really care for Donald Trump. Um, and, but at the same time, at the same time, they don't really care for what the Democrats have done in their state for the last however long. Mm -hmm. And they wanted some change, but they didn't necessarily want the Donald Trump kind of change. They wanted someone that was different than that. Somebody that was a little bit, I think, maybe a little bit more of a traditional or at least came across as a traditional Republican, maybe. Um, but not, not a Donald Trump type. And most importantly, they were tired of all the shenanigans that the Democrats have been pulling on them for the last however long in that state. Yeah, exactly. I think that's part of the uh, the equation here. But I think two things that, that are at play that 
people are going to miss. Number one, this is not about Donald Trump in so much as this right. isn't about his policies mm -hmm. or it's just Donald Trump without the baggage, right? Right. Correct. Glenn Youngkin didn't run as Donald Trump without the baggage. Glenn Youngkin ran away from Donald Trump. Correct. Okay. That's number one. Right. Number two, it turns out that um, telling parents that they don't have any say in their child's upbringing and uh, ticking off parents in general is a really terrible election strategy. Like, like God awful. It also tells you that Terry McAuliffe is one of the most egotistical and out of touch politicians I have ever seen. Because what did also, he do? Because what did he do in the final weeks of this election? Well, he lied about something. Uh, if I remember right, it was it had it was in regards to critical race theory, wasn't it? Right, that it was not being taught in school. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so he he lied. Um, he kind of puffed up his chest and did this a few times, I think. And I think people didn't really like the hubris. That um, that's exactly part of the 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 issue here. And then mm -hmm. he had that infamous gaffe moment where he said that parents shouldn't be able to tell schools how to teach their children. Right. That's the whole freaking point of electing the school board, by the way. Right. But anyway, my point with all of this, Pat, is that as we look at what he did here, the ego of him, right? He had to br he had to bring in Barack Obama to tell us that these were phony culture wars. Step in it again. You bring in Incontinence Joe. You bring in Cackling Kamala. Ooh. Yes, Pat. You mean shits and giggles. Wait, what? <laughs> so so it, you, you called him Incontinent Joe, right? Incontinence Joe? Yeah. Yeah, Incontinence Joe. Yeah, mm -hmm. because he, he, he sort of maybe... At least the rumor is that he crapped his pants, right? He he and went Kamala full Harris on. Uh, face. Is it uh, what? What's the guy's name? Al Roker. Poop my pants. <laughs> well, then and then you have Kamala Harris, who uh, when she gets uncomfortable, she just laughs uncontrollably, right? Some might call that a cackle, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, shits and giggles, kind of like shits Tudor, and giggles. Turner and Hooch, right? Uh huh. Okay. Wow. But so you bring in those those big, big hitters, allegedly. Right. And they all step in it right. one way or the other. And, and, you know, the 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 hot button issue, right, the issue that parents and, and people all over the state of Virginia are really ticked off about is you telling them that um, that teachers and teachers unions, right, the Oh, wait, the, the biggest donors to the Terry McAuliffe campaign, right? That those right. people are the ones that should be, that know all should be the only ones to do anything with your child's education. You have no place, right? You as a parent have no right. You know what you should do then, Pat? Two days before the election, you know what you should do? Remind them who your best friends are. The teachers union. Bye. Bringing Randy Weingarten 
in to stump for you. This is what I'm talking about with the hubris, right? The the out of touchness of a Terry McAuliffe campaign. How did in what world is that the right thing to do? Remind people who owns you, number one. Remind people of the issue that is killing your campaign. I, I don't get it. Really don't. Because the average mom and pop, right? The average suburban voter is not tied to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party per se. They're largely independent and they largely look at the issues in front of them, right? Right. So let's remind them of the one issue that peeves them the most, right? The the 18 months of mask mandate bullcrap that they've tried to pull, the 18 months of we know better than your child. Meanwhile, I've been able to have a glimpse into what you're teaching my child for the past 18 months. Remember that crap? Let's 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 take the head of that snake and and stump for you two days before the election. Mm-hmm. But you know, were you on Twitter last night as this election was going on? Not at all, Pat. Not at all. Not at all. Are you sure? Oh, I was. Now, I. Where are you going with this, Pat? Well, so where I'm going with this is if you were on Twitter or really social media in general and and, and paying any remotely close attention to this election, holy crap, it is your favorite song coming up right here on Mojo 5 Radio of Everything is Racist. Everything is racist. Everything is racist today. Oh my gosh. Like 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 the the level of stupidity coming from well, really oh, the yeah. right and the left. So Pat, we we had talked about um the the meltdown and all of that wonderful goodness. So do we want to start WTF Wednesday right away or do we want the B or not the B and then WTF Wednesday? Your choice. You know, I feel like we got to get the B or not the B out of the way. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Where hopefully we can get to $250 of at real Ron Phillips's money. Are uh, are you ready for the headline? Uh, about as ready as CNN to watch uh, Virginia go to Glenn Youngkin. So not ready. Okay. <laughs> yep. But, but yeah. lay it on me anyway. <clears throat> All right. Well, today's headline. Terry McAuliffe baffled that telling parents the state owns their children wasn't a winning strategy. Terry McAuliffe baffled that telling parents the state owns their children wasn't a winning strategy. And folks, if you were up late last night watching your election results like me and like Andrew Coppins and what was going on in Virginia, you might need a pick-me-up today. You really, really might need that pick-me-up by going to AmericanPrideRoasters.com, um, getting yourself the Burl Hamilton or just you know some other simple coffee flavors over there um, to, to help just pick you up for the rest of the day. All you got to do is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Terry McAuliffe baffled that telling parents the children owns or the state owns their children wasn't a winning strategy. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Not the B. 
Are you sure? No, but uh, I, I'm going with my gut on this one. <sighs> Final answer? Can you read the headline one more time? Okay. <clears throat> Terry McAuliffe baffled that telling parents the state owns the, their children wasn't a winning strategy. Yeah, this is not the B. You just cost us 50 bucks. Bull crap. This is totally the Babylon B. But he is baffled. But this is, again, <clears throat> flag on the play. This is not exactly what happened here. I'm, I don't know what to tell you, bro, but this is, this is the Babylon B. I don't believe you. I'm going to the website right now. Okay, go, go for it. By all means, go for it. I'll wait before I read this, read the story here. Okay, it is on the website. Yep, I see it. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Also, so is this not sure. exactly what lost him the election? Did we not just get done talking about this, Pat? <laughs> we did about this very thing. But, but, Terry McCullough said he's completely confused that telling parents the state owns their children, that parents have no say over their kids learn in school, and that rep repulsively disgusting pornographic books. Are, are good for kids didn't prove to be electorally popular. It's so weird. A crestfallen McAuliffe told reporters, we pulled, we pulled out all the stops. We told parents that we own their children, children's minds and their words of the state, and that their children should horrific LGBTQ plus pornography in their school libraries and it just didn't seem to connect with the people for some reason. McAuliffe also performed a somber rendition of the San Francisco Gay Man's Choir classic song, We're Coming for Your Children, at his defeat party. I know we've suffered a loss here, but rest assured, he said, we're coming for your children sooner or later. This idea's time will come sooner than or later, hopefully sooner. At publishing time, Democrats had vowed to learn no lessons from the defeat and lean harder into their demands to steal your, your children for you. I mean, isn't that just saying the quiet part out loud? Pretty much. That's exactly what yeah. he did. And that's what lost him the election is that mm. throughout this campaign, he said all of the quiet parts of progressive leftism, right? Out loud. He said all of it. Because Pat, look, I know that your that your wife is a teacher, right? <clears throat> but I have heard teachers say this to my face for the last decade plus that they believe uh -huh. that the that children that go to their schools are theirs. They believe that because they see them longer than their parents see them on a day-to-day -day basis, that they know what's better. They have this attitude, and they've had this for over a decade. It's just never been said out loud in an election before. They think it. They believe it. And hmm. now they said it. That being said, I think we got to get to some WTF. Are you sure? 
Yeah, because we got to get to the reactions of of MSNBC and CNN and some other folk from last night. That's right. New and improved WTF Wednesday graphic for you. I got to say that music makes me feel like it's straight out of like the Andy Griffith show. Which is because you're a racist. That's why. How dare you say that? Opie and I are like distant cousins. Because you're both freckled redheads? We're both ginger midgets. Yeah, okay, we're going to go with that. But uh, to start WTF Wednesday, Pat, I'm going to throw something at you that just came across my uh, email. Okay. This is from Charlie Sykes. Former host at WTMJ 620 in Milwaukee, one of Wisconsin's foremost political commentators and arguably one of the foremost uh, GOP type hosts um, in the Midwest. Like he had a national show for a little while, too. Right. Like they gave him an attempt at that. It failed miserably, but uh, but he had an attempt at it. Right. He filled in from time to time for Rush Limbaugh. I've actually interviewed Charlie Sykes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is from Politico this morning from Charlie Sykes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Republican Party, populated with cranks, crooks, clowns, bigots, and deranged conspiracy theorists, has spent five years alienating women, minorities, and young voters. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. The party and its entire leadership from the grassroots to Congress remains enthralled to a disgraced, defeated one term president who is reduced to lousing, increasingly crazed screeds or issuing, excuse me, increasingly uh, crazed screeds from his exile in Mar-a-Lago. Every day we learn more about Republican complicity in the events of January 6th and their attempts to whitewash an attempted coup. Charlie Sykes. Do you even fact, bro? In fact, that's a new hashtag, I think. Hashtag, do you even fact? Charlie Sykes, your buddy Lindsey Graham did what on tape? Do you know this, Pat? He's, I think, done a lot of things on tape. You have to be more specific. During the January 6th insurrection, what did he, what is he on tape saying? Uh, Shoot the protesters. Uh huh. Who's deranged? Those unarmed protesters who milled about in the Senate chamber or in the House? You mean the same people like Charlie Sykes who believe that um, that there was a murder of a Capitol Police officer? Oops. He, he died of a stroke like that happened five days later. Oh, it was bear spray that killed him. Oh, wait, that bear spray never actually was deployed. Huh. Huh. An attempted coup. Do some homework and then come back with real facts because when we start digging when you actually start looking at this, Pat, the same individuals that got caught from the FBI 
making up 66% of the conspirators to um, <clears throat> kidnap Gretchen Whitmer in, in that state of Michigan, Pat. Uh-huh. Were FBI agents or informants. And the person who headed that very operation up was then in charge of what was going on around January 6th. I encourage everybody, go watch the Tucker Carlson documentary, Patriot Plot. Go watch it. Because there are things that you're going to learn about timeline, about individuals that the media has never bothered to tell you. And it shows you what the government is willing to do to do the bidding of its political persuasions. It is frightening what's going on. And we're going to talk about this later this week because part three, the last part, I believe, is coming out today. So we're going to talk about it. But it continues here because he says, the GOP is the party of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, and Louis Gohmert. Say what? What? No, it's not. Not even close. That's the margins of the party. Right. But he continues, sane Republicans are heading for the exits, even as assaults on Democratic norms have become an, a litmus test of loyalty. So now Democrats need to ask themselves a rather urgent question. Why can't we beat these guys? Tuesday night, Democrats lost the governorship of Virginia, a state Joe Biden won by 10 points, to a Donald Trump endorsed candidate. He wasn't This is the endorsed. same thing as if you were, it, this would be the same thing as saying the KKK endorsed Donald Trump. Right. Didn't happen. Well, Donald Trump did endorse him. But he didn't seek that endorsement out. Right. Now, as a libertarian, I have some questions about George Yunkin and where he's going to go. And we're going to get into this in just a second. But let's continue this, okay? A Donald Trump-endorsed candidate who ran up massive margins in rural parts of the state and made inroads into the once reliably blue suburbs. There are obvious caveats and rationalizations available. Virginia has a long history of voting against the party in the White House in off-year elections, and Democrats did, in fact, beat Republicans in 2018 and 2020. They control both houses of Congress and the presidency. What is that, Matt? What? Look, Charlie, you are out of touch in almost every way possible. You were once you you, you once critically thought. What does it matter if they control the House and the Senate and the presidency when we're talking about a statewide election? What the hell does the federal election matter? It doesn't. There was doesn't. nothing federal in this election. Nothing. But even with Joe Biden's slumping poll numbers, Virginia should have been a firewall. As political guru Ruben Rodriguez, who nailed the 2020 results, noted, Virginia is a dem dream. It has the highest concentration of tuned-in, highly educated white people in the country in Northern Virginia. It has large African-American centers in Richmond and very diverse suburbs that are ground zero for Trump disgust. This, he tweeted hours before the Democratic defeat, is a state that should not vote red. Here's the thing that most people are missing, including 538, which it had some really great numbers last night. Right. 
George Yunkin won Hispanic votes by nine points in the state of Virginia. Nine points. That's supposedly racist, misogynistic, you know, all the the icks, right, that they could possibly put out there. But he continues, it did, and thus Virginia became the latest in a series of warning signs for the Democrats who suffered unexpected losses in congressional and state-level elections despite defeating Trump last year. So this seems a good time to ask hard questions that I suspect Democrats won't appreciate. Glenn Youngkin may have run as a quasi-post-Trumpian candidate, but across the country, Republicans continue to bell-clown or beclown themselves with lies about the election, even as they become more extreme on issues from guns to abortion. But then why does a new NBC poll give Republicans double-digit leads on issues like border security, inflation, crime, the economy, national security, and even on getting things done? Why are Democrats facing the possibility of a Republican wave in 2022? And even more ominous, the the restoration of the Trump presidency in 2024. Why can't we beat these guys even in a state as blue as Virginia? Democrats have been busy constructing excuses for their lack of success. They blame dark money, gerrymandering, racism, the right-wing media ecosystem, but none of the self-soothing explanations account for what has been a clear erosion in support, not merely in rural areas, but also among suburbanites and black and Hispanic voters. Folks, this is from a, a, a person who's supposedly a Republican supposedly a reliable GOP conservative. What the fire truck. Mm-hmm. But we have more of what the fire truck bat. Oh, yes, we do. I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's... He did not... I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't... He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? Huh? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Critical race theory isn't real and Yunkin worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump? This is the lie that that the Democratic Party has put out there. This is the lie that the Democratic endorsed media has put out there. It happened on Fox News last night. I just so happened to be turning between the election results and um, and the, the baseball game last night, back and forth. In fact, my wife wanted to watch the baseball game. <laughs> See, so folks, if you wanted to get your spouse that's not into sports to watch that, put the election results on and, and please, please, dear yeah. God, just, just put the game back on. But all joking aside, even on Fox News, Juan Williams on Fox News, critical race theory is not a thing. And you should have seen the reaction from Mar- Martha McCallum. Wait, wait, what did you what what did you just say? <laughs> and they they tried to get him to to be able to backpedal that, and he just kept on, kept on. Kept... These people have no clue what they're talking about. This is this is about gas. This is a... 
This is gaslighting on a whole new level, Pat. It is. Because it is a thing. It exists on the Virginia State Department of Education website. In fact, it is a thing that they endorse you teaching in the classroom. In fact, just like here, like we talked about earlier this year, where they passed this whole idea that you must uh, ascribe or subscribe to a, all of these litany of progressive leftist ideolo ideological viewpoints to become a teacher, right, in the state. All right. of those exist in Virginia, too, by the way, including the teaching of critical race theory theories. They don't use the name critical race theory. They use all of the actual theories that are make up critical race theory as individual guideposts. It's gaslighting on a whole new scale. That's just MSNBC, though, because the madness continued <clears throat> not once but twice on CNN. Oh boy. I, let's let's go with this one first. Just about everywhere. Terry McAuliffe is underperforming Joe Biden. So you say, OK, that's not fair. That's a presidential year. Is he underperforming Ralph Northam? I began the night saying he can. Ralph Northam won by eight, nine points. The incumbent Democratic yeah, governor. The incumbent governor. So Terry McAuliffe can underperform him as long as he doesn't underperform him by a ton. This is your live vote right now. Where are there counties where McAuliffe is underperforming Northam by more than 10 points? Oh, my points? God. By more than 10 points, he is Everywhere. underperforming, Inclu including some of the sub suburbs up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, the theme of this election is saying the quiet part out loud. That's for me what I get out of this. We see Jake Tapper say the quiet part out loud. He's shocked, awed, appalled, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective you want to use. He said it out loud. Is there any doubt who they're rooting for? Is there no. any doubt? No, none. Zero. None. Just wait, though. It gets even better on CNN. Oh, boy. Um, first of all, it's not over. Um, you do have the, the grassroots uh, folks out there uh, fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Yunkin, uh, same disease, but spreads a lot faster. It can get a lot more places. Who's the guy sitting next to Van Jones? You know? Um, that's David Axelrod, I believe. He's just sitting there like, this guy's an idiot. That, that, that's the look he had on his face. Mm -hmm. Because what Van Jones just said was completely idiotic. Does that surprise you, though? Because remember uh, how they packaged him leading into the 2020 election. He is supposed to be the, the voice of reason and the voice of... Uh, the middle Van Jones is as radical as they come. And again, the mask comes off again, saying the quiet part out loud. They believe that anybody who doesn't believe in what they say and what they have as an ideology are beneath them. This is the quiet part out loud. If you don't agree with my ideology, you are beneath me. It is the utter contempt that they have for the vast majority of people who I happen to believe as a libertarian want to live their lives as they see fit. Get the hell out of my way. And let's go and live life. 
Because what the vast majority of people in Virginia are trying to send a message with this election, by the way, not just Glenn Youngkin winning. We haven't talked about this yet. Glenn Youngkin wins. Notice what CNN, MSNBC, The Bulwark, Charlie Sykes, whomever doesn't want to tell you. Glenn Youngkin wins. Also winning the GOP for lieutenant governor, who, by the way, Pat, happens to be whom? And what makeup? Well, she, I, <clears throat> I don't remember how to say her name, but um, she, she be black. She's also be a woman. She also be a, uh, a Marine uh-huh. and a mother uh-huh. who loves her some AR-15. I know. I saw that picture. Gosh, that was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, and then the attorney general race there, Pat. The GOP wins again. Yep. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, that winner was oh, Hispanic. You'd be correct. Racist. Those racist white folk. Just elected. A white person, a black person, a Hispanic person. And then flipped the House of Delegates, more than most likely. We have one or two races that are kind of neck and neck still. But it looks more than likely that they are at least at a 50-50 tie in the Virginia House of Delegates. And maybe they flipped it completely. So I have a question based off of this, Pat. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do now that they have all the power in that state? That's the ultimate question here, because we have asked this question. What are the principles? What are the what are the things other than we are against X, Y, Z, other than we are against ABC? What that are is, the things they're the, actually going to do? That is the question that I would be asking right now is, is what, what are these people going to do? Um, if If they're going to stand a chance at 2022 and 2024 and then the. Uh, 2025 election you know when they when they're up for a real or well they can't they i guess they can't serve consecutive terms there but um if they want if the party wants to win again they actually have to do something with it now i do have another question though pat Mm. is this not a perfect way to celebrate lgb pride month Oh, it is. It is. This is great. This is fantastic. It is a shot in the face of the biden administration now, the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, also a shot to the woke sports world, which we haven't yep. mentioned yet. So congratulations mm-hmm. to the Atlanta Braves. Now, um, my wife has family that lives in Atlanta and the surrounding area. And uh, we, as you know, went and saw the Hank Aaron series um, right. this summer. So there's a little bit of a kinship between Brewers and Braves fans. Who, um, don't get me wrong. I want to beat the tar out of them every single time I see them. Uh, in terms of on the field, but um, if it wasn't going to be my Brewers, I'm glad it was the Braves because it was a poke in the eye of progressivism. On the same night that it, it poked the eye of progressivism in Virginia and New Jersey politically, I can't think of a better way to celebrate happy LGB Pride Month than to watch the movement quote-unquote, that had been building over the past decade, get its 
ass handed to it all across the board. There wasn't a single part, whether that was sports as culture, whether that was the culture wars, whether that was anything politically, where was a win? There wasn't one for the uh, elitist left. Um, Minneapolis, I believe they shot down the re, the re, uh, the reimagining of the um, the police force police department, right? Yeah, I believe that's what they did. Yeah, Minneapolis voters reject plan to replace the police department. Like it's not even, it was I don't even think it was close. By the way. No. Uh, contenders, I was two Minneapolis uh, City Council people as well. I, I mean, it wasn't close. 12-point margin. They said, no, thank you. This was a repudiation of everything that we have seen over the past 18 months. And the reason why we played all of those clips is because those clips in, in that article that I read to you from Charlie Sykes mm. show you just what they think. Charlie Sykes is giving advice now to the Democrats. Mm. He is a Democrat. And it was the question that you asked yesterday in Truth or Fiction, right? Or that mm. I had asked. Now, oh, yeah. the mm. other part of all of this, Pat, real quick, that I, I, I want people to... to to think about. Stephen Miller said this, and I think this is apropos. The Lincoln Project. They did one hell of a job doing what their purpose should have been and what Lincoln's purpose was, right? Their namesake. They got back to doing it. Electing Republicans. The Lincoln Project did one hell of a job in electing Republicans with, with all the shenanigans that they tried to pull in Virginia. Uh-huh. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Congratulations to the Little Braves, and let's go, Brandon. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.